I just first want to say that, you know, I have a 12 year old son and I cried with you and prayed for you every night, every night. Um, and so I thank you for the courage and bravery of sharing your story because it's very important for so many black mothers. Mm-hmm. My, my question is, you know, we talk a lot about the solutions for the police, right? Because mm-hmm. we see this, to your point, around the statistics and the studies. But what about the solutions for black mothers? Like, what are we to do? And even those of us who have not yet experienced such a horrible thing, I, <coughs> I fear for it every day that I send my boy to school. Yes. As he gets older, when he wants to walk to the pizza shop, and I know that I can't protect him, you know, even we live in a great neighborhood that can't protect him. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, and I'm not trying to put it all on you, but what solutions do you have for us as black mothers who carry these fears every mm-hmm. day for our boys? Mm-hmm. You great know, question. It is a great question, and I'm asking that as well, because I do have an 11-year-old son, too, and I have nephews. And, you know, what they say to me, T.T., when we see the police, we run. And I don't want them to run. I don't want them to be scared because, you know, they knew their cousin and they knew their brother and they knew his personality and they they know all these things that some people don't know. But I don't want them to be scared. I just want them to be aware. And I want them to be aware in the right way. So with the foundation and with the Rainbow of Mothers, last year I had an event. And um, we had a lot of therapists to volunteer their time, and we made it for the kids and for the adults because my kids needed therapy just like me because this is their brother. And it goes the same way for another family when they lose a loved one. How do you cope with everyone's grief? We all don't know, you know. So these therapists came out, and they did this fun project with the kids and they had them to draw pictures. They came upstairs with the parents and they did Zumba and other things to exert these energies that you have that, you know, towards the anger and stuff like that when something like this happens. And our next event, we're going to have police officers to come in and show the kids the difference between good policing and bad policing. And we want them to reassure them that the police aren't anyone to be scared of or fearful of but this is the place where you go for help this is where you call to for help and with the older kids that are in high school we want to get them involved in wanting to be a policeman so that you can show them uh you know what a good copy is so that you can go back and police your neighborhood and it's an understanding there because sometimes they don't understand and they always say this culture I don't get that because, you know, they think our culture is saggy pants or rap music or this and that. And I tell them, no, you know, our culture is fish on Friday and barbecue on Saturday. Like, we do that. <laughs> but it's it's okay for us to entwine in different cultures. I like Chinese. I like Mexican. <laughs> I like, you know, so. Do you like t- Italian? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Olive Garden is my favorite. <laughs> but, that's what I'm working on doing because I do have three other kids and I do have nieces and nephews and I don't want them to be afraid to go out in the world when they get 18 or 21 and they're given that privilege to be who they want to be and be free. And I hope that, excuse me, the person who did this to my son thinks about that as well because he has kids, you know, and they have to grow up and they're going to read about this and hear about this and they may go back and ask their father again, why did you do that, Dad? You know, he's telling them, oh, well, he was a bad guy, but you was encountering with him for 45 seconds. What could you know about him in 45 seconds? 